I'm Martin Cove, Sensei John Kreese from Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid Trilogy. And who's kicking it with the Coves this week, Rach? We have Jacob Bertrand, who plays Hawk from Cobra Kai. I'm so excited. You know, my dad's a doctor, so he has to, like, wear the scrubs and the special hat and all that crap. And so he found out that I was getting a mohawk. He was like, dude, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could have a mohawk at my job. Oh, God, you're so lucky. Don't miss out. Listen to and follow Kicking It With The Coves. Now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast One. What are we talking about, Motorator? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get into some uh, some issues that you're having with your car with your Lincoln, Ugh. and then <laughs> and then we're gonna have our good friend David Borla come on from Borla Exhaust. What's new with his company and some of the issues he's having with the EPA? All that first. There's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure, you do, and it can be hard work. You know, it's easy bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Get it on. Got to get it on. It should be going to mandate. Get it on. And welcome to CarCast. Man, Carl Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Yeah, man. So uh, I've got a couple of questions for you. First of mm-hmm. all, I want to hear what's going on with your car. There's a debacle. But how about that uh, Tom Cruise car? Bring a trailer. A little yeah. battle at the end of that auction. Those two guys are going nuts. They went from like twenty four grand to $100,000. It's yeah. just overtime. Just hitting that that timer two minutes two minutes two minutes resetting yeah so there's the showroom stock tom cruise car with some questions and the thing just i was looking at it and it was like it was 20 grand for a week and yep. then at the end it got up to like 22 and then it went up to 24 grand and i was looking at it going look uh, a nice uh, 280zx with a two or three tone paint job and <laughs> you know some couple of new parts on it yeah. uh that thing's worth 60 just flat out like a tom cruise or not you know yeah, right. uh, uh i don't know why this car's you know at the time it's gonna hammer for 28 27 4 <laughs> or whatever yeah. i i don't know why someone's not just saying i'll pay 50 grand for a refurbished z car and then I checked back and it was like at 30 and then I checked back and it was 35 and then and they, it kept renewing yeah. and it, I think it renewed for an hour. It was just two going minutes, on. Like, two minutes at a time, right? I was out walking or around. Or minute and then, 30 at a time. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, it's like it's two two minutes. I think it's two minutes. And I, I was, it was just getting so long. It was just like I was watching it and I was watching it and I was watching it and then I was like running errands and I was – got in the car and had to go someplace else and was like it's still going yeah it's still going so and it ended up going off at like 102 1015 or something it, it yeah. broke a hundred grand if, if you were sitting there looking at it with uh, 80 seconds left in the auction when it was at 28k the the chances of breaking a hundred grand yeah. would seem insane although 
All the other the thing that was out. funny is you and I were talking uh, a, a week ago when you pointed the car out to me, and, and I said, "Oh, you know, if it's a hundred grand, uh, that's a deep." But the guy, if the guy wants one twenty-five for it, I don't know. That may be a little too much or something like that. And pretty much just went for a hundred grand. Yeah. It, it the the good thing about bring a trailer in any car is. That car's not a $25,000 car because there's no Z car that's been repainted and refurbished or whatever, that it mm-hmm. is twenty five grand. I was like, it is not that – if somebody walks away with, for twenty five grand, then the universe doesn't make sense. Right. And, and it didn't. And it went – it ended up going for sort of what we were talking about. Uh, all right. Then the uh, trials and tribulations <laughs> of my car, which is – Yes, I, I every everybody in life has an advantage over me. <laughs> okay. And the reason everyone in life has an advantage over me is because I'm so fucking busy that I don't have time to follow up with everything all the time. Right. And so, you know, I drop my car off, I get a loner, and then I'm hitting the ground running. I'm I'm like busy. And then every two weeks i would check in and go what's up yeah but i have to remember to do it and i'm busy as shit yeah traveling everywhere doing shows every night you know blah 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 but it's on me then they go oh we got some of our techs coming in to look at it and then i forget about it for another three weeks (laughs) because i'm fucking running from place to place yeah and then i check in in three weeks and i go what's up they go yeah we're getting a third guy and then i forget about it again yes meanwhile the loner car i'm driving Okay. The loaner car I'm driving is black on black. Yeah. Black leather seats, black exterior. Worst week ever. It's 140 (laughs) degrees outside, and there's no seat coolers in it either. It's just hotter than fucking balls when I climb into that car. My phone is not bluetooth into it so i gotta wear earbuds and talk on the phone you know when yeah. i'm when i'm driving uh forget about the satellite radio where i pl- paid the fucking premium for the howard stern channels <laughs> it's, it's all gone it's it's all gone yeah it's just me driving around holding my phone up listening to am radio on, in the hottest leather seats uh, ever now yeah. yes uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm not look uh, I like Galpin. I like Bo. This isn't Bo or Galpin. But the, the tech I'm dealing with, I do not hear a word from him for two to three weeks. And then I reach out to him and I go, update, status, what's going on? And yeah. then he responds with something. I would suggest that he should probably be keeping me updated as we go Minimum versus waiting for me to contact him every two or three weeks to ask him what I, the fuck is going on with the car. All the things that I do as I'm checking in with people and doing all these things and trying to get stuff done, if I get to Friday and people let that Friday go by with no updates, it drives me mad. Yes. Like, I just need – just we're still working on it. We're doing this. We got a little progress, a little backward, a little forward. Like, Friday should just be like all the f- – Freaking status emails of just right. like or notifications. You should just send them. But your next text should just be, "I don't want it anymore. Forget it. Right. I don't want the car anymore." All right, but <laughs> I, they've given me a, a banger loaner car. I mean, there's a big piece of. Um, it's funny. There's a big. <laughs> there's a big 
first off, it's a two-cylinder. Uh, sorry, it's a two-liter four-cylinder yeah, yeah, SUV, so it's gutless. You know, it's like, you know, it's it's totally gutless. Yeah, right. People are always like, "Well, you get better mileage." No, you don't get better mileage because you have to plant your you right foot in it all it. all the time, so you don't get better mileage. But um, <laughs> there's this thing of, um, oh God, what, what do they call? There's a big labeler big white labeler tape says no smoking oh yeah it's just on in the middle of the dash (laughs) which always reminds me i'm driving a shitty loner like a like a yeah Yeah. okay uh it's not six it's not three rows it's two rows it it's it's got no fucking seat coolers or satellite radio it's got no massager in this it's nothing all right yeah the new one is is i okay i don't want the you got to give me another car but i need a i don't need a fucking loner four banger i need Something that's equivalent to the hundred thousand. I was just going to say, what happened to the equal or greater value proposition? Right? You know, it's just like it's not that. If you got a hundred thousand dollar vehicle, I, I I get it. Something happens. You get the forty one thousand dollar vehicle for forty eight hours, not for thir- thirty days <laughs> or whatever we're on. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's know? past that. Over so a month now. Now. <laughs> I don't know. I just go my next. I guess the next tax is I need an equal loaner. I would just say, yeah. I don't want the car. I don't want my car back. Okay. Like, like, well, (laughs) he's like done and done. (laughs) You're never getting your car back. (laughs) I don't know what the policy is. The policy is is you drop it off and hopefully you forget about it. I that I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be some. There's some legal precedence to to it now, right? There's some rules on the lemon law of a car, but there's probably legal rules, but also internal rules. Like, what is Ford's policy? What is Lincoln's policy on this car? Like, if they can't fix a problem for a certain amount of time, when does Lincoln reach out to you? Not the dealer, the but real, like, when does what, is what, the dealer reporting to Lincoln and going, "Hey, we we can't seem to fix this." What people don't really realize is. <laughs> leather, you know, seat cooling aside and four banger aside and all that aside is you get in your car, you dial it in. You get your fucking clickers and your openers sure. and your programmers and your presets and your phone LinkedIn and all that kind of shit. And then they give you the loaner car and you don't do any of that because you're like, I'm going to do this for two days, three days. And, yeah. and yes, I... Now what? Do I do I finally go fuck it? I'm I'm switching everything over to the loaner car or yeah. what do I do because I'm just driving my loaner car holding my phone to my head and listening to AM radio. I, I and, and <laughs> right. with no clickers or no I have to get out of the car. I don't have the fucking clicker for the shop. Oh yeah, yeah, cuz it's in there cuz you just thought it would be quick. I, maybe. Hopefully the techs over at Lincoln are like listening to your Sirius XM radio and having a good time over there, just capitalizing on those subscriptions. <laughs> the part, I uh, honestly, the part that drives me insane in life, in all walks of life, and, and it drives you insane, and you've previously stated it, is their thing is, is, yeah, we don't know what's going on. My thing is, why don't you fucking send me a text that says something to the effect of... Right. We don't know what's going on. We know it's been a while. Are you interested in another loaner? Like something. Your, yeah. your technique of no conversations until I reach out to you is not 
professional. There's no way you can solve the issue that way. It's like solve the issue somehow. What do you got? Propose something. I can't fix it. Let me get you into a different car. We're going to bring somebody else in or, or, or just take it back until it breaks again. Like anything other than no communication at all. <laughs> no. Well, good luck. I mean, you should read the text. It's like every every 17 and a half days, I send them a text going, what's up? And they go, yeah, on it. And then that's about it. And that's yeah, it. On on what? Tell me everything. It's – Well. It's done. Or anything. All right. So yeah, we're, I, we're F. I, yeah. I, just like, look. The next text is, doesn't look like this is fixable. I don't want the car back. Figure out how we're getting a new car. Yes. Right? That should at least get someone's attention. (laughs) We'll get you a new car in in 27 days. I mean, like, what's... Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let me tell you about Factor. Fall means a packed schedule. Well, that's what I got. Factor. Ready-to-eat meal delivery. Whether you need a quick lunch or a nutritious meal. It's ready in minutes. And it's cheaper than takeout, people. Fresh, never frozen meals delivered ready to heat and eat in two minutes. 30 plus meals per week and 36 plus uh, add on options, if you like, like smoothies, cold pressed juices, snacks, and more. Change your order weekly with uh, plans from four to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. Vegan. Veggie, protein, plus keto and calorie smart options as well. Chef-crafted recipes, restaurant-quality flavor, and uh, dietitian-approved. It is Factor, right, Matt? Yeah, just head to go.factor75.com slash CarCast130 and use code CarCast130. That's CarCast130 to get $130 off across six boxes. That's code CARCAST130 at go.factor75.com slash CARCAST130 for $130 off. All right. We're going to talk to our old friend David Borla. He's from uh, – he's the VP of Sales and Marketing from Borla Performance Industries. Uh, you up there, David? I'm here. There? How are you guys doing? Good. Good. How are you? Good to speak I'm to you. I'm great. I am honored to be on with you guys. Thank you very much for having me. Well, congratulations on the success of Borla. I mean, I see the commercials all day, every day. <laughs> uh, every time a car passes me and drops a gear, I hear that Borla exhaust, that yeah. throaty Borla exhaust. Uh, before we get to some of the stuff we want to talk about, I, I know Borla originally known for their exhaust, but you guys are and have been branching out for a while. Why don't we get caught up on some of the other performance items from Borla? Sure. So we have Borla Induction, which is um, a, a big part of our business as well, where we're uh, doing like uh, multi-stack fuel injection kits for, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, for V8s primarily, um, uh, you know, converting a, a carbureted uh, vehicle into electronic fuel injection. Um, and so, um, you know, we make these beautiful multi-stack fuel injection kits, Um and that part of our business is actually uh, growing uh, pretty well. And uh, we're having a lot of fun doing that stuff. It, and sort of adds a lot to, um, you know, other aspects of our business. The, uh, the exhaust side of the business has moving parts now, which is not something that traditionally exhaust, system ha- exhaust systems had. They're, they're active now and they have these valves in them. And believe it or not, the, the butterfly valve technology is very similar to the technology used in our 
uh, electronic fuel injection kits for throttle bodies. So um, those two kind of work well together. We've got a carbon fiber facility um, working mm-hmm. on carbon fiber parts uh, as well, which is a nice complement to the exhaust line. Obviously, we sell carbon fiber tips and other stuff for exhaust, um, but we're making uh, carbon fiber parts for Dave Kendig and, and for some others as well. And then um, we just got into this elect- uh, electric vehicle thing. We've got a, a whole line of uh, products coming for electric vehicles where we we personalize the exterior sound of uh, like a Mustang Mach-E is what we have now. And we'll have uh, Ford Lightning coming soon as well. You say, uh, sorry, customize the sound? <laughs> yeah. So electric vehicles don't sound like anything and they're really boring outside the car. And, you know, you can make your Tesla fart or whatever, but that's not really the spirit of the performance aftermarket. Right. And, and sound is not going away. We only have five senses and it's an important part of the driving experience. And so we had had some people approach us, you know, all the way from just an average end user with an electric vehicle, all the way up to, um, the OEs, you know, have come to us and said, we need to do something about this. And, you know, if anybody can figure this out, you guys can. And originally, we kind of felt like it was a little bit of a gimmick or a toy kind of thing, a noisemaker, right? Like, I have kids and we go to Target and every toy car on the shelf has a button you can push and it goes, vroom, you know. Right, yeah. We didn't want it to be like that. We wanted to somehow tie it and really kind of have that have it be that sensory part of the performance driving experience. So as we tapped into it, we, we found out about this simulator technology, which we had actually used at, at trade shows before when we want to show people how different, how different the driving experience is with a different exhaust note. So we, we had this simulator where you could sit down and drive a, a car on a track. It was a Mustang and change exhaust notes and drive the same car on the same track with different exhaust notes and feel how different the experience is. Um, you know, I'm fortunate because I get to do it a lot, but people who haven't driven different cars or the same car with different exhaust systems don't really know how different the driving experience is. And so when we came to this electric vehicle thing, I thought to myself, what if we took what we did on a simulator and tried to kind of put it into an electric car? And so as it turned out, we already had a lot of the work done and what, what really became special for us or what, what we learned um, was, was about all this information that comes off the CAN bus um, on, on a car. And a, a, a CAN bus is just basically a bus with a lot of data in it. Bus means it has multiple things carrying in the same mm-hmm. unit. You know? So uh, what comes off the CAN bus are things like wheel speed, throttle position, load on the engine, things like that. And as we kind of dug deeper into it, we realized that these are the inputs that kind of change the sound of an internal combustion motor, right? When you, you know, if you keep the throttle in the same position and you go up a little bit of a hill, you kind of hear that exhaust note bite a little bit more. And, you know, data like that is coming out of the, out of the CAN bus. So it became a question of, well, can we take this data and somehow formulate it and create an algorithm where the sound output is, is what we expect from a certain driving condition, right? Like going hard into a corner or uh, electric vehicles don't have shift points. So, you know, we, we expect sort of like this, these shift points. So we created shift points and, um, you know, it bites a little bit more when you go up a hill or obviously when you accelerate hard, it's different than cruising. And 
So we went out and we recorded a bunch of our um, exhaust systems for our iconic vehicles, like a GT500. And we found a unit, uh, a piece of hardware that not only records the sound, but it also records all the engine dynamics, like throttle position, wheel speed, stuff like that. So basically it tells us at this throttle position and this wheel speed with this kind of load on the motor, this is the sound that comes out. And so next thing we did was we wrote an algorithm. I'm kind of rushing through this. It obviously took years for us to do this, but we wrote an algorithm and uh, we're at the point now where um, we can do it. We have a Mustang Mach-E where uh, we have our unit installed speakers and a digital, uh, a digital processor and um, an amplifier and a wiring harness and um, it's actually uh, going to debut this weekend on a, on a TV show. Um, and uh, we're going to show this whole thing to the world. We've already uh, worked with Shelby and uh, their Mach-E's will be coming uh, with these products on them. The ones <laughs> that they're selling to Hertz. And uh, wow. so, yeah, we, we're, we're creating sound personalization for uh, electric vehicles. There, there's an app. So you can kind of control it. You can download different sounds. You can manipulate the sounds with filters and other things uh, and save presets. So you have your own sound. You'll have a Maki that sounds like nobody else's. Is, um, wow, Hertz. So you can rent an electric racer. Yeah. You know. Well, they uh, tried to deal for the, for the gas engine cars as well. But yeah. is, is the sound Inside. in the car or outside the car? We were, fo- we're focusing on external sound. Originally, we had we had put speakers inside the car, too, but it was overkill. Um, the sound is so sort of prevalent outside the car that you can hear it inside the car as well. So it's both. But we didn't need to put speakers in, inside the car to be. And, and so you mount the speakers under on the underside of the car? Yeah, we, we created a speaker enclosure and uh, brackets and a, mount, a mounting point. And it just it, it's almost like installing a muffler. You just install wow. the speaker enclosure in the back. It, this is going to cause many an argument. I hope so. Because it, it, well, I, look, I, I, Dodge, you know, uh, Goldberg and I were talking this week. Dodge did their big announcement at Roadkill Nights like two weeks ago, and they announced this Charger EV concept. And a big feature of that was the sound. They simulated a sound. They gave it a, a little bit of a futuristic kind of uh, a, a effect to it. So it mm-hmm. has like an engine noise combined with something like from – iRobot or, or Minority Report that, right. and they said, and theirs hits 126 decibels. I don't know if they're going to get away with it, but they're like, it's as loud as a Hellcat engine. Right. And, you know, and you rev it, you do the whole thing, and it's just like something for that muscle car world. Wow. I, listen, uh, it's kind of like the, I don't know, the electric car version of the Beyond Burger, something, <laughs> you know, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting and good. Well, I, I just thought, and, about and it. I will say, there's there's an element that's not all just frivolous. There's, uh, I I walk down a small street. You know, I'm up in Malibu half the time, and I walk down to the beach or whatever. Half the people in Malibu are driving Teslas. Can't they, hear they will sneak up on you, man. You you forget that how much walking down this. You, there's no sidewalk. Yeah. It's just a side street. You start to cross. There's a guy right behind you. It, it it would be it would be helpful if I could hear that yeah. guy throw a few revs. It's funny because I've been driving my Mach One recently, which is a manual, and yes, sometimes you feel like you're being a jerk for using the horn, 
you know, like, hey, walk your dog a little closer to the side. So you use the revs, right? Yeah. And, well, that's and, what guys on motorcycles do yeah, when just, they're cutting, cutting through that, traffic. Yeah, yeah just right. using the revs. And I've been doing it so much, just like get a little heads up, just like, hey, I don't want to scare you, but I'm here. Right. You know? And you're right. There's so many cars that are just so quiet. They can't do it. But And then but, personalization know, and tunability, if you want to dial in this this sound that you're creating. That's what it's, yeah, it, you know, we're trying to stay in our lane and really just do the same thing for these cars that we've done for internal combustion cars all this time, which is just have fun with sound and performance. And we, we really want it to be a performance product because, you know, even video games, you know, every video game, Forza and those types of games, I mean, the sound is really important. Nobody plays those games on mute. Right. Uh, right. You know, so part of having fun with cars is sound and that's not going to go away. No, I, I completely agree, and um, and it's it's funny. It's it's nice. I mean, it's kind of interesting how technology comes in, and they they do they make a move, and then it ends up leaving some people behind because we like the sound, and now the technology comes in and fixes the technology, yeah. and the people that are left behind. But I I know David, you wanted to talk also about the uh, U.S. Environmental Protect and the EPA. <clears throat> situation and what's going yeah, on what's going on we've been hearing a lot about it and obviously um we've we've had uh guys from sema and pri on the show they talk about the rpm act but there's more than just the rpm act i know there's a lot going on with that right now yeah i mean it's it all it all comes from the same place which is basically you know the clean air act has not changed since the 90s the language is the same and uh and you got a bunch of I mean, really, not even a bunch, uh, maybe one individual, a handful of individuals unelected, you know, that wound up at EPA and decided overnight that they were going to change their interpretation of something that's been enforced one way for 50 years. And they just decided on their own, no voting, nothing, that they were just going to change it. And what's that doing? What's that doing to you guys? What is it doing to companies like you and and? You know, so many companies in the automotive aftermarket. It's only about one thing, which is money. Follow the money, right? It's always about money. So it's a bloodbath. They're just running out there indiscriminately finding anybody they can. Um, And if they can't find you, they won't bother you. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's basically it's scary, but it's something that I've been drilling down on for a long time and maybe – even put it probably in my first book about 13 years ago, which is the city and the state, they just look at people as either you have a checking account or you're an empty bag. And the people that are like the most extreme examples, the homeless problem, they're empty bags. You go, this guy's building essentially an apartment uh, on the sidewalk out of plywood and shopping carts, and I had to jump through hoops, and it took me two years to put a deck on the back of my house because I couldn't get a permit from the city, and I'm on this right. Well, the city understands I have a checking account, and they understand this guy's an empty bag. And so they... start legislating based on these guys have money, these guys don't have money. You need to have laws, and then the laws need to be equally applied and enforced. Yes. You can't do it based on who has money. <laughs> That's the right. end of a society. And I have I said when I was going down Forest Lawn Drive a million years ago, 
So I used to live up in the Hollywood Hills, yep. and I would come to this warehouse, and I'd come down Forest Lawn Drive. And I would look to the left, and I'd see a bunch of illegals selling flowers because they're in front of the cemetery. And they just had boxes, and there was trash everywhere in boxes because they didn't put trash cans out or anything. And these guys would just sell their flowers and throw the shit on the ground or whatever. And I, I noticed that on the left side of the street as I was heading to this studio. On the right side, I saw the motorcycle cop with the radar gun, and he's backed up the yeah. driveway for the, for the Jewish cemetery. <laughs> and he's got the gun out. And I was thinking to myself, well, this is interesting. Right. There's people across the street not paying taxes, no yep. permits, engaging in illegal commerce, all underground, n- no tax, nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's the Toluca Lake Flower Shop, which is a mile <laughs> away, who's paying workman's comp and insurance and rent and, rent and, yeah, and cities and taxes up the wazoo. Yeah. And they're being undercut by these guys because how could you sell a bouquet of flowers if you're Toluca Lake – Flower store for under thirty bucks. Well, these guys are selling for twelve bucks because they don't have to pay any workman's comp, any insurance, yeah, any nothing. taxes, nothing. But the cop is interested in me, who may be speeding on the other side of the street because I have a checking account. You'll have to pay that. The ticket. other side yeah. of the street, these guys have no checking account. They're empty bags, and so we'll just turn a blind eye and let them do what they want. You can't fucking run society that way. You can't punish taxpayers and job creators. I've been saying this for years, but somehow we've decided that. And that's California for sure in a nutshell. Yeah, it did come from the California EPA. What? There's something even worse than this when it comes to the EPA. You mentioned there should be laws and they should be equally applied. And that's definitely not happening with the EPA. But to make matters worse... What I learned in going through this process that horrified me so so much, and really the reason I wanted to come talk about it, is this administrative law judge thing, which is basically the EPA has its own legal system outside of our legal system. All that stuff that you learned about due process growing up and right to a fair trial and all those things do not exist when it comes to the EPA. They have their own legal system, and it's, it's horrifying. How do you if fight I, that? You can't. I mean, you fight it with money. And what they do is they offer you a settlement that's far less than what it's going to cost you to fight them. Right. Everybody settles because it's just not worth it. Well, you know what it's like? This is what it's like. It's like running a stop sign. Okay. You mentioned this cop, right? And the cop comes up to you and he says, you know, you ran that stop sign. He says, why don't you come down to the, why don't you come down to the station and let's talk about it. Right. And you go down to the station and you wind up in a back room someplace with no windows. And they say to you, you know, give us a little bit of money and I'll make this go away. That's what it is. That's yeah. all. It yeah. Is. Yeah. That's all. It is. It's a shakedown. It's mafia. These and- guys are these guys are measured on their fines. It has nothing to do with cleaning the environment up. It's oh. never even mentioned. Well, look, as I as I say all the time in almost any facet. You know, when I was arguing with uh, Gloria Allred many years ago, because she represented the folks that were in the audience when Kramer from Seinfeld was on stage. Yeah, yeah. right. Dropping N-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. said to her, I said to her, it's like she kept saying, like, he should pay. He should pay. I said, what does money have to do with correcting what he said and what they heard? 
Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, look, you're polluting. Uh, you need to pay. How does that clean up the river? Exactly right. That's exactly what David is saying. Is like, right. First of all, emissions and clean air never even came up, right? Right. They're fine with you polluting the river. Keep doing it. And they'll, and they'll, they will, um, there's this discovery period, right? Mm-hmm. Where they, they discover how much of this is going on. They will let that discovery period run as long as possible because that just means they can find you more. If they were trying to clean up the environment, they would want to put a stop to it right there. And the other thing is, and this was really naive of me. But they have no interest in the American public, in the American people, in small businesses, none of those things. They're perfectly happy to, to, to make all of us suffer in that regard. I thought the EPA as a government agency had some sort of a responsibility to the American people. No, they are entirely beholden to fines. That's yeah. it. It, 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 it. And if people don't really realize like what – the city and the state do in terms of just generating income through all these all these fines and yes and you also had this sort of thought that maybe they even if it was misguided they had some sort of um goodwill towards small businesses or goodwill even toward um the environment or or whatever it is i mean tin horn flats up the street restaurant right. yeah, yeah. guys I've known since high school that place got a fence around it it <laughs> shut down because they kept open for outdoor dining is there any goodwill towards small businesses it, what it is is they defied yeah. them and they're now being punished and by the way start screwing around I by the way there's just there's this weird punitive part uh, of these codes, which is insane. Like I've pulled enough permits, you know what I mean? Uh, building and safety. And I've said uh, on times I've been like, these guys are wrong. Uh, they, this is incorrect. Uh, I'm going to fight this. And then someone will pull you aside and go, don't piss them off. They'll fuck you up. And it's like, Oh, that's our society. That's what I was going to say. There's the power move as well. There's the just throwing around weight, rules for rules' sake. It, there's this great uh, clip, and uh, I think it's Chuck Schumer on Chuck Todd show or something like that, like from 2017. And it's funny. He's like, Trump's going to fuck around with the FBI? Yeah. Oh, they will fuck you up. Yeah. I wouldn't do that if I were you. And it's like, these are entities that work for us. What do you mean they'll fuck you up? I mean, I think we're finding out how they yeah. can fuck you up now, but that's not how these entities should work. That you, right. They're certainly not supposed to. And and David, in your case, you're, you're right. They're going after they're, – they're not going after the, the, the small shop that does a few things here and there. They're going after companies that they know have money, right? I think what people don't really get about the government is – you think they want to just keep it clean, keep the laws enforced, you know, keep the order, keep the fire department up running. They want to get paid. They want to get paid. And they don't have to tell you what they're using the money for that That's, they collect from you. That right? is correct. Now, of course, he mentioned, he's like, nobody mentioned clean air during the whole process of them trying to to, <laughs> to get money from them. But also, like, where's the, re- where's the reporting on where the money's going? Like, where's this money going? I could tell you that the the new facility, the whatever the two hundred million dollar facility that Carb built here in California, uh, has like a 
$450,000 statue, a uh, sculpture in the front. Who of, built this? Is, Who built it? Uh, CARB, the EPA. So the California Air Resource oh, okay. Board built this yeah, new facility, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's their new offices. They really want to call it CARB? Yeah, it's always been the CARB, but California Air Resource Board. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a sculpture in the front of of the building of of like rotting away like uh, uh, gas pump machines. Ah, uh, I you know, see. Like, Crusted waterway. Right. They spent I don't know half a million dollars <laughs> sure. on this stupid statue, just so the impression as you walk into this building is we hate fuel, right? <laughs> right? Like that's so. Just before you go in, if you think anything's <sighs> going to fly, just just know from the half a million dollar statue out front that uh, fuel fuel is dead. Uh, I think we're having a problem with David's line. Yeah, I think the, uh, David's connection went down, but um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Sorry. I in I you know I. Here's the problem. The problem is so many people listening or so many people in this state, they go, I don't care about car racing or I don't care about exhaust. Like, yeah, I know. But what you should care about is government overreach. I know. I know you don't care about, you know, it's like it's like the why don't we tack on five bucks to tack on five bucks tax to every pack of cigarettes or say no smoking. Like if you live in an apartment, no smoking on your own balcony. And then what the people do is they go, I don't smoke. So Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. Do you don't understand what this is? You've been doing that far too long. And this is what, this is what California has turned into right now with, with should have done it with COVID. You fucking idiots. (laughs) You should have stepped up then, but you just step back and let the government, you know, California is still an emergency state. We we have the RPM Act now, and it's it's about saving the racing cars. And you, don't throw up your arms and go, oh, I don't race or I don't hit the track. It's fine. But the government wants to take away anybody converting a, a street car into a non-street legal race car. You're taking it off the road. You're never going to drive it on the street again. It's only going to be a race car. You hit the track a couple times a year. Government's like, no, definitely not. That's not happening. It's definitely not happening. And we're like, why? What's it about? It's not about clean air. It's a power move. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. They well, hate car guys. I mean, they, they hate, hate car guys. They just well, hate car well, guys. Uh, you we know, were talking about the statue out in front of the carb office out here. It, it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of interesting though, which is they've cut out the middleman. They realize that, in, at least from my experience, most car guys. You know, you go. They hate car guys, and then you go, "Why? Oh, they hate cars." No, no, no. They hate. The, the, these people don't car guys don't vote for those assholes. They're, <laughs> right. they're not those people. And they've started to kind of cut out the middleman like they hate. I'm sure they hate college football coaches, too, because <laughs> they don't like their fucking we, you know, a, a boy's a girl, a girl's a boy. They don't go for any of that bullshit. So they've you're sort of self-identifying as not voting for Newsom by saying you're a car guy. I mean, we just got back from Laguna Seca. I could have walked that whole motherfucking infield and talked to 80,000 people. I don't think I could have found three Newsom voters. So does Newsom hate car guys yeah. or or does he hate cars? And the answer is, I don't think he gives a shit about cars, but he knows guys who love cars hate him. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's why he and hates by the way, guys. he's also preaching inclusion at the same time. Right. Right. Well. right. <laughs> yeah. All right, David, right. let me send people to your uh, website, Borla. 
dot com. www.borla.com. And um, what can people do if they want to get involved with this cause? Unfortunately, there's there's not a lot that can be done. I mean, I mean, supposedly through voting, I guess, is the best the best chance that we have. It is. Yeah. But for the RPM Act, you can go to the SEMA website and there's ways to to send the notes to your local government. So you can sign up for that. So so check out like SEMA.org and see if or or just Google RPM Act. You can you can support that way. And Borla must be thinking about moving out of state with a lot of stuff, right? I think his connection froze. Oh, his connection froze. <laughs> All right, it's a good time yeah. to say bye to uh, David <laughs> Borla. Always, uh, always a good guy and always a fun chat. All right, you can uh, check me out in Austin, Cap City Comedy Club. That'll be tonight and tomorrow. Um, oh, we're going to have uh, Brian Bosworth, the boss. Yeah. It's going to be uh, up on stage on Friday night. Okay. Working on some other comedians as well, so we'll keep you posted uh, with that. And you can go to amcurl.com for all live shows. What do you got, man? I just uh, follow us on social media at Moderator and uh, and Drink Bravago. We've got some updates for that as well. So, till next time, Adam Carolla for Matt the Moderator, DeAndre, and David Borla saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Saddle up and get ready for Westerns Weeks on Pluto TV, all for free. We're coming in blazing with favorites like True Grit and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Or immerse yourself in binge-worthy series like Yellowstone and Walker, Texas Ranger. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies, TV shows, and more. The best part? It's free. No credit card, no sign-up, no fees. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now.